Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. So literally the way that you walk 
ambulate through the world that like you're strut you're like wow like i have strength in my body like i am strength that will then affect the way that you go into your next conversation Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It is very important that I tell you this incredible news right now. For real, do not miss this. There is an opportunity for all of us to be together in one room coming up in just a few weeks. And that is March 27th through the 29th for The Bliss Project. There are still some tickets available and you are the one that I want in this room. If you are having trouble moving through to your vision, if you don't have your like-minded tribe, if you're wondering why last week was the same as this week, if you're just feeling like you need massive connection, if you know there's a bigger purpose for you, if you're wondering why certain things are going certain ways for some people and not for you, there are reasons. There are things that you can move through, let go of, move past, and you can do it all in this room. I believe in full immersion for a reason. It has changed my life. It is what helped me level everything up. And that is coming from a girl who was panic-stricken, overwhelmed, anxiety-ridden, super small town, did not have a tribe. You guys, this is what I do. I connect people so that you can move into your highest vision. And Early Bird ends March 10th. I do not want you to miss it. It could literally be March 10th right now as you're listening to this podcast. You need to be in this room. I don't even know how to tell you how important this is. And you won't know until you get in there. And if you follow me at all, you know that I say, get in the rooms, do what it takes. I don't care if you have to sell your fridge or your couch, whatever that looks like. Sometimes rock bottom is the perfect place to be in order to go straight up. And this is our eighth year. We've got a good formula, you guys. We've got something that works here. You're going to meet the people that you need to meet and you're going to be in full immersion. It is going to be exactly what you need to let go of all of the things holding you back. Let go of the stories. Let go of everything that you think is the reason why you can't move forward. And we're going to show you how to move forward on your vision and your purpose. So March 27th through the 29th in Marina Del Rey. Don't want you to miss it. It's going to be in sunny California. We're going to have the best time of our lives. And yeah, yeah, I know you're afraid. (laughs) I know that you're not sure if you're going to fit in. You're not sure if it's going to be a good time. How will you know if you don't take the leap? This year's theme is all in. And that's what I'm going to need you to do right now as you go get your ticket at theblissproject.info. Go all in on something. That's the only way to get a result. So I really want you guys there. You're the listeners. You're the people that I've been talking to this whole time. Now I need to see you face-to-face and meet you face-to-face. That would be like a freaking dream come true. Plus, I'm going to be announcing some of the biggest things that I have ever announced at The Bliss Project. And things are a changing, sister. You don't want to miss this. I'm going to be moving forward with a group of women there who I'm taking on this extra big journey of my vision 
And I want you to be one of those people. So you have to be in the room. So theblissproject.info. And on today's podcast, I have Aaron Alexander. He is a CR, LMT, CPT. He is pioneering the manual therapist and movement coach whose clients range from A-list Hollywood celebrities to professional athletes and everyone in between. Since 2014, he's been interviewing the world's predominant thought leaders on physical and psychological well-being on his top rated aligned podcast. When Aaron isn't writing or speaking, he can typically be found somewhere in the Pacific Ocean or original Muscle Beach in Santa Monica, California. And you guys, that is the absolute truth. He is my neighbor right down the street in Venice, California. And he is constantly on the search for different ways to make your physical life better. If you want to learn all about how to align your body and your mind, this is the podcast that you're going to want to listen to because there's so much going on underneath that we don't even think about or know about that could absolutely rock your world. So let's get started. Woo! Aaron, you're back Hello. on the show. You I feel it. like it was yesterday, yet also... A long time. So I'm happy to have you back because you have a new book out in the world. And for real, when people get books out, I literally, I am like, do we only have an hour? Because number one, I want to talk about your book, but I also want to talk about what that journey actually feels like of getting a book out into the world. So before before we hit record, I I asked you, what does it feel like to have like all of that? Like, because I know everybody listening right now has that thing that's still stuck, like on the inside that they are trying to manifest and actually see either tangibly or externally begin something or whatever that is. So, how does it feel to take those things that you had and have them now on the outside in a book? Mm. I feel, I appreciate that question. Um, during the experience of creating the book, one of the interesting things that popped up was just throughout my life, I feel like I've, I've padded or cushioned myself with like excuses of like how I was kind of tired going into a thing or how I wasn't you know prepared enough for the thing or like kind of cushioning around like I could have done better as a means of essentially like protecting my, I don't know, more most authentic self, you know, because yeah. we're like wearing our most authentic selves in our sleeves. And if someone doesn't accept that or love that, it's like, you know, it can be painful. And so the book was an interesting exercise in a sense of, okay, this is as good as I can do in this present state of being. You know, like everybody knows, like you had like a whole year to put it together and you had a team around it and you had the editors and the proofreaders and like, so this is your best work. So it was an interesting exercise practice for me to uh, start integrating that into my life with more regularity. And it's been really helpful. So that trend that that kind of transferred over into not kind of completely transferred over into the podcast and the way that I you know, do show up in relationships or social media or anything. So it's been good. Okay. So talking about consistency with having to get a book out, like you know, because you have to sit down and you have to write even when you are not inspired. And I think that's everything, right? You actually kind of have to turn it into... I mean, you do. It's it's a job to get a book out. It has to stop going from like this fantasy and romanticism and this dream to, okay, now here's where you actually implement it into your daily schedule. And oh my God, I don't feel like writing. And oh my gosh, I just had that two-hour writing session where nothing good came out of it. And now I just want to cry all night and, you know, eat more chocolate. Did you yeah. have experiences like that? Yeah, of course. I have experiences like that like all the time I and mean, every every day. <laughs> I would, I'm probably just coming off an experience like that, like really probably just before this conversation, I imagine. Oh, I want to um, hear about that one too. 
<laughs> no, I think it was pretty fine, actually. <laughs> I just feel like there's so much like in the modern world, there's so much opportunity for your consciousness to be sucked away from you. Mm. It's like it's a hot commodity. So if you're not if you if you're not vigilant about paying attention to that, it will just be leaked and pulled in any various direction. Um, you know, so yeah, during the creation of the book, that's like you know, it's like Stephen Pressfield, the 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 war of art. I love that you know, book. it's like like yeah, so all of the various different resistances that I had, what is the term that he uses? Is it resistance? I'm yeah. spacing the term. I think it's resistance. Yeah. yeah. Mine was like eating like nuts and butter and like dried fruit. Yep. Um, I would just go and like stand and you know stare at the fridge. Then you open up the fridge door and you think there's gonna be something different in it than like mm. three minutes ago, and then you yeah. go and you do it again. You're just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> um <laughs> I'm relating so hard. I'm like, you don't need another sparkling water. You're on number 12. Like this is You're out of good. control. Yeah, it's out, it's out of control. Um, and then within that, I think that I've, I've also recognized that having those experiences, if you're authentic with them and honest with them, I think it's a good way to actually just you know, accept your humanity. Yeah. Um, and it's like a moment of acceptance. And we live in, a, a I think, a, this is, I, mean, I think people have talked about this, but it's a confusing world because people do their damnedest to kind of project. I've, I've heard it called your representative from, yeah. I forget who a comedian, like Eddie Murphy. So, I think Glennon Doyle talks about that all the time. Okay. Yeah. I heard a comedian talk mm. about it. I, I listen to less sophisticated people. But so, <laughs> I like, so, I prefer the comedian. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. He was all like being in the club. You're like, this is my representative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send in the representative. <laughs> Send the rep. You don't get the real one. <laughs> yeah. So we see that with the people's representative, which then of course puts us to be, you know, in a level of discomfort with our own selves because we assume everybody else is doing so much better because we just see that. And I think that I've learned through the span of like doing the podcast and creating the book and all the things and just like projecting my representative into the world to for people to do with it as they wish. I've learned that. The thing that is actually most supportive, I think, in large part for people is to is to uh, be genuine with the fact that you you know spent twenty seven minutes aimlessly staring into your fridge, hoping more nut butter nut butter sprouts <laughs> out of it last night. Like, <laughs> I think people are like, "Oh yeah, I get that guy." <laughs> yeah, totally. And then when you could do that, other people could be comfortable. And then if we can all start to be a little more comfortable, then all of a sudden this kind of gets into the topic of the book. Our nervous systems can start mm. to downregulate and calm the freak down. You don't have to show up in relationship with others or yourself or anything with these guards, like literal and figurative figurative guards up. Um, because you're like, okay, cool. We're all in this human soup together. And, mm. you know, I stared at my fridge for way long, too long last night as well. And <laughs> we all start to like have a conversation, I think. Mm. You have, I mean, and uh, I have so much to talk to you about. So we're going to start here because okay. I, <laughs> I was um, going through your whole book. And number one, I'm, I am a quote junkie. So I kind of was just massively obsessed. That's what I first did. I'm not going to lie. I went through every page looking for a quote, mm-hmm. <laughs> the top quote, because I'm like, oh my God, he, uh, he must absolutely love quotes. And I loved everything you started with or loved everything that you put in, in the chapters. But just to start out, because I think it's a really beautiful starter for the conversation, is the thing that you chose in the very beginning of the introduction of your book, uh, the ancient uh, Chinese text that says, 
When your body is not aligned, the inner power will not come. When you are not tranquil within, your mind will not be well-ordered. Align your body, assist the inner power, then it will gradually come on its own. And I I just, because I no pun intended, aligned with this quote so much. Like it, it, It's when I finally understood what I had to do to actually hear that voice and just that intuition and just that guide that I didn't realize all of us had because I was blocking it out with so many other things, whether it was how I was moving or eating or what I was numbing. And I just, I loved how you opened it up. So what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, so uh, I think this whole physical fitness conversation gets interesting when you start looking um, more into what is the meaning of our movement. You know, and I think oftentimes the fitness that people pursue is kind of a symptom of the way that they feel at a deeper level or think at a deeper level or were raised. And you know, so if someone's like, an example would be oftentimes in like the like the marathon, ultra marathon, ultra ultra marathon athlete world. Oftentimes, there's a lot of addiction that exists within within that. Mm. And so you see this this movement that expresses out of that necessity, perhaps to just keep on running, keep on running, keep on running, and then all of a sudden, a whole industry gets built up around that. Now we have the shoes, and we have the gels, and this whole thing, and we see just the the movement itself as being the thing. But I think behind that, there's so much more deeper meaning to why we move in the first place. And then more tangibly, how that relates to like, you know, interaction on a daily level, like your whole movement right now, you and I are doing fitness this is like podcast fitness. Mm. You know, so I'm sitting on the ground as I'm doing this. I have one knee on the ground. I have another foot up. I'm like sitting up on a foam roller, the, you know, the computers up on a, on a, a low coffee table. So I'm essentially kind of like turning this experience into like a pseudo yoga session. Mm. You know, so at the end of this, I'll you know, no matter later. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the, at the end of this, it's like, cool, sweet. We got to, I got to connect with community because I got to connect with you and I love you and I get to share ideas with you, kind of stimulate, massage my brain in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully like my, my heart and all the other parts too. Um, and I massaged and mobilized my hips as I was mm-hmm. doing it, you know. And I'm maybe I can since I'm talking about it now, I can pay attention to my breath. You know, maybe I can slow my language down a little bit, which might kind of start to calm both of our nervous systems and the people listening. You know, so we always have the potential to start to uh, play with mm-hmm. our autonomic nervous system through the way that we move. You know, and it's interesting to think of like your autonomic nervous system is, is like, oh, I don't have control of that. But all you have to do is start to augment your environment slightly uh, or your breath slightly or what you are looking at or are not looking at. And you completely do have control of this, this the function of our, our, your internal physiology. And so looking at fitness beyond just like, okay, I go to the gym and I do push-ups and pull-ups and then I did some wind sprints uh, and, and bridging that into, well, what about how was my fitness as I walked into the gym? And then how was my fitness as I walked out of the gym? How was my fitness as I sat in my car, as I opened my car door, as I went home and hung out with my family or my wife or my kids and my sleep and you know, so we can expand that conversation of intentionally observing our movement in the gym and expand that conversation out into just who we are as people. And I think that's like when you know, the, the yoga bug or if you're into maybe martial arts or any type of modality of movement, what you'll see with some people, some are, are a little bit... It happens more regularly than others. Like jiu-jitsu is one, rock climbing is one. But the person will start to become 
yoga or become jujitsu or become rock climbing or become dance. Like, no, my whole life is this dance. And that's what I would like to instill with people in the book is uh, that your whole life is an opportunity. Like all, every movement that you make is a form of dance and you're expressing yourself to others and also even back to yourself. Uh, and every sound that you make or don't make is a song. You know, so just because all of a sudden you went to choir and you're singing now, you changed your vocal cords to make this thing that we deem as singing. Once you're done and you step off stage, you're still singing as you're talking to somebody else, you know, and you're still tuning their nervous system and tuning your nervous system. You know, so there's just so much extra mm, energy that we can play with that we kind of just like leave on the table. And the intention of the book was to gather all that back up for people. Mm. What is your favorite conversation that's coming out of the book? Like just having it, you know what I mean? Like what's the thing that you are loving talking about? Maybe something you didn't expect or maybe you did expect it. I really like... You have a lot of things in here. So I'm like, is there one key thing that's coming through for you? Yeah. I really like hearing from uh, older folks, Mm. you know, or whatever. That's a relative word. Uh, But people in like late 60s to early 70s is is what I've heard, which is just so exciting because from the podcast world, I don't think there's that many 70-year-old women listening to my podcast. But 70-year-old women go to Barnes and Nobles and they get books. And so that's been a really cool thing to hear the feedback from uh, them saying how... Um, empowering it's been to realize that, oh my God, like I have all this access to, to fitness, you know, it's just simple things. Like I, I've heard people saying like they, they started hanging each day for even just, you know, 30 seconds and, you know, it just started to make an, an intentional effort to start to bring their body down all the way to the ground with regularity. And all of a sudden, you know, at first it felt, you know, it was so tough on the hips and I couldn't figure it out. And now within like, a day, like two or three days, they're like, oh my God, I'm starting to like really get it. And I feel so much more flexible and mobile. And as I'm walking around, I feel like this lubrication in my hips and my knees just because they're doing all of these things that are just so ridiculously obvious. Uh, they just haven't presented themselves previously for, I don't I mean, I don't know. I think because exercise equipment is like more sexy perhaps. Um, <laughs> so that's that's been really exciting to me to hear from the demographics of people that I just wasn't able to reach with mm. the podcast as much and you yeah. know and hear that that's like very inspiring to me to hear why why is this like I, so I've gotten to spend some time with you and this is truly like who you are like I've had conversations where you disappear from eyesight because you're down stretching <laughs> on the floor on the floor so I'm like okay we'll continue I'll come down to meet He'll you while I get yeah. the the benefit of stretching um yeah. truly I'm not kidding you guys it's like it is who he is and he is a walking <laughs> billboard for wanting people to be more body aware but why is that like truly at the core. Why is that so important to you for people to understand what you're talking about? I think in large part, many people feel imprisoned in their bodies and Mm -hmm. they don't feel, it doesn't feel safe for them to explore. It doesn't feel safe for them to play. Um, You know, and when you do have that safe situation where you have enough of your friends or strangers around you that are kind of insulating you or acting as like insurance policies for you to go out and kind of you know, act a fool on a dance floor or just take yourself a little bit less lightly. And like, all of a sudden, like, wow, I like, I'm a 40 year old man. And I like play wrestled, you know, another 40 year old man. It was crazy. It's like, these are things that are literally 
built into, I'm not saying that everybody, every 40 year old man needs to wrestle each other, um, <laughs> but just like being open to being silly, right. like whatever silly needs, means you. It, silly could be literally just sitting on your chair drinking tea and thinking about the world from a more like jovial perspective than just like all the shit that I need to get done that day. Like that could be play, you know, just mm. yeah, I went through like a little phase of literally waking up each morning and writing stand up comedy. Well, that's that, never, that, that never turned into anything, but I'd like take a walk and I would just like think about how silly this life is and how silly like me with my tank top and, you know, <laughs> my like projecting to the world that I'm like a fitness guy and whatever. And it was like, there's so many jokes inside of it. I'm not that funny. But, but within that, like it was like a practice of like just changing the filter on the world of just how silly this theater that we're all involved in is. What did that? Oh, I just have to stop there because I love crap like that. So, what yeah. <laughs> what did that open up? I'm like, oh yes, let's stay here. What did that open up for you? Like, how did that? Because you probably maybe you didn't even do it that long. But what did that change in your life? Like moving forward, how did did you keep a little bit of that? Did you wrap a little bit of that maybe into your book? Like, what did what did that look like when you added that practice that actually, you know, maybe didn't mean anything at the time. We're always, you know, so you don't have any control. There's all sorts of quotes in the book around this. We don't have any control of the events that take place, but you actually do have complete control of your perception of them. And, you know, it's like Viktor Frankl, man search for meaning stuff where he was like in concentration camps and he got pushed around each one and they, they burn his manuscript and he had to write it on like toilet paper and all this stuff. And he still maintained this perspective of like, okay, like you can't take my perspective. You know, until I'm out of this body, which, you know, who knows what that is. Maybe that's even a more fantastic experience than, than the human form. Who knows? But you can't, that's the one thing that uh, you can't take away from me. And the thing with that, though, is we are habitual creatures. And it's hard to, it can be hard to pull ourselves out of our thought ruts. Mm-hmm. And something that can be really helpful, like one potential example of that would be doing some type of like movement related thing, going to a dance class or going for a hike in the woods or meditation, um, you know, or something to pull you out of that. But if you don't do any of those, then um, I'd recommend them. But you could also just literally tangibly play with having a practice of, okay, for this, have you ever seen those bracelets where you just like, you wear a bracelet and every time you think of, something that's like a negative thought about somebody or like a stressful thought about somebody like that. It's like, you have to, what is it? What is the rule with that? It's like 20, it's like 20 day challenge snap. Yeah. Whatever it is. I think that something like that could be a very valuable way to start to kind of like regroom some of those ruts. Uh, And then from there, what that translates into is it affects the way that you move through the world uh, because our, our thoughts form our movement. Uh, and then there's a feedback loop of the way that people perceive you and the way that you perceive yourself. And you're like slowly starting to groom your thought and movement patterns. You can do that either from just a thought perspective or you can go from a movement perspective, but both of them will feed back into the other. Now, so one of the exercises I have in the book is like visualize your optimal self, whatever that means to you. You know, Do you want to be creative? Do you want to be proud? Do you want to be strong, confident? Do you want to be caring, nurturing, any of that? You know, and, and visualize yourself feeling that way and then start to notice, you know, notice what 
what's the clothes that you're wearing in that situation? What does your home look like? What is your physical carriage of your body like? What's the positioning of your neck? What's your breath? Like really tap into when I'm in this state, how do I breathe? Mm-hmm. Now, can you start to, now that you have that, you've set the compass. Now, maybe we could just start with your breath. Breath is pretty easy. Maybe you could start to bring your hands on the side of your ribs. And you know that might be a helpful way to coach that breath into the diaphragm and indicating that you're calm and confident and in a healing state. You know, so there's so many different little doorways to enter into cultivating your human, I think. Mm. You know, and this is it gets interesting. It gets weird. I mean, it's it's the thing about talking to you about this is I have so many different layers that we could go because it is it's everything and it's one thing that you're talking. It's one thing that you're talking about being like in alignment and feeling just connected to your body and feeling safe in your body. And it's also every, like it's literally touches everything, right mm-hmm. down to what you were talking about um, environment and also like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Like, is it your environment that you change first, or is it you, or what is it? And I think so much about uh, changing my life was a lot of what I changed first was different things externally, like you were just talking about, like you know, I have a lot of anxiety, public speaking. What would it feel like if I felt like a powerful speaker? I started with even just clothing. I started with, Mm -hmm. like you said, my breath or how I would stand and um, like small things like that. And around my house, like if my brain feels chaotic and my home feels chaotic, how can I change this environment? So it was like, how do I get rid of everything and make it very minimalistic? So it feels very clear. And that was huge in my life too. So for people who maybe just feel like, my God, I just maybe, you know, a shit show on fire. Like where do they, where do we start? Yeah. Well, I think one thing is we don't get outside enough, mm. you know, like, like, mm. like if you feel like a, like a on fire shit show, yeah. um, you're probably inflamed. Um, you're mm. probably anxious. You're probably stressed. If that's your sensation of yourself, like it's because again, it's all it's all connected. Yeah. Um, you know, so a really helpful, easy, free, accessible, whole way to start to uh, put some some water on the flames would be to literally just walk outside and use your. There's a whole chapter in the book about vision, how it affects your physiology and your thoughts and feelings and all that. And so start to go exercise your vision by just taking a walk. And instead of looking down at your phone, look up into trees, look up into clouds, Mm. uh, allow your vision to kind of almost like space out a little bit, you know, so you're not myopically focusing on any individual point, but instead you're taking over, you're taking in the panorama, the whole scene. And what that ends up doing is it literally is an indication to your nervous system Mm. that you're, that you're calm. You know, you're not, you're not in executive function, cortisol release, like, you know, get stuff done right now mode. You're just taking it all in. Mm-hmm. So you can start to exercise your eye muscles and think of it as almost like a, it's like a DJ kind of turning a knob on a soundboard, kind of adjusting like the, the treble or the bass or the BPMs mm-hmm. or what have you. You can adjust your own internal BPMs or the beats per minute, minute in, like, in like sound terms, um, just by adjusting the way that you look. So if you want to be focused, then you literally can focus your vision in on an individual point. If you want to chill out, which most of us probably could do, um, then start to exercise more of that panoramic view. Mm-hmm. Then beyond that, just the act of being outside, patients in hospitals for various different surgeries, if they are near a window or just even have some form of greenery, pictures of greenery inside their, their uh, hospital room, 
they end up having less need for pain medication. Mm. Uh, they end up being released significantly sooner than those that did not. Um, you know, like you, nature doesn't help you. You are nature. Mm. And so when you pull yourself out of that, things get funny. You know, it's like taking a child away from their mom, you know, and if, and that gets into a whole nother chapter of the touch chapter, uh, which I won't get into it deep now because we'll, I'll like wrap that up. But if you're not physically touched by your mother, then, or just, you know, anybody doesn't necessarily need to be your mother, but physically touched to have that indication that you're loved and supported as a young person or adult, I would add, children will go through what's called failure to thrive, which their, their metabolism slows down and their psychological development slows down and everything just starts to go into this kind of hibernation mode wow. because they get the indication that the world's not safe to grow because they're not being taken care of. So I I would suggest that you are being touched uh, literally and figuratively by nature because you are literally being touched by you're being touched by sun you're being touched mm-hmm. by the chemicals you're breathing in from the plants you're breathing touched by the contours of the ground um, you know and much more than that so if you're not getting touched by mother nature the way that you need to be touched by human mother uh, then your body will start to go through some um, uncomfortable experiences and then that and then it just so happens that most of those experiences will lead us deeper into our cell phones and laptops and all that stuff, which is where the consciousness pirates live. And then they will be pulling you in deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's all trained to prey on human psychology to keep those notifications ringing and keep you coming in. You know, so it's like a, the most dangerous form of remedy is one that like almost works. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, when we're looking at social media, we're almost getting social contact. Yeah. When we get a new shiny thing, we're almost feeling validated or almost feeling um, connected to something bigger. But it's 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 just that almost sensation that's really a little you know it's quite slippery. Mm. So yeah. Wow i i I love that you said that because I think the it's been it, it's truly been life changing in my life. You know, I used to live in the Midwest and the winters were bad, very bad. Like. Um, I remember a couple of winters where it was like, didn't even go over zero for an entire month of January. One of the years right before I moved out to California. That's why I moved out to California. Um, but yeah. it, it was like, you're not walking outside. I used to be such a trooper. I'd walk outside no matter what. I'd put on like, you know, a robber face mask and like the the ski goggles. And like, I would be out no matter what. And while it was freezing, you're still outside in nature and it would help so much. But so many winters, I just went through crazy anxiety and depression. Like I have a good life. Why do I feel this way? And I can tell you living out here, walking every single day outside has been like the number one. I just feel so much more, more I can, I can get to a neutral face, a place much faster or a more powerful place or a place where I can choose perspective much quicker. Um, it doesn't mean you have to live in California because of course I was living out, you know, I was going out in the winter, but for people who potentially can't get out in nature all the time, is there something that's like a, I know it is, ultimately the best thing. But what would you recommend? Oh, I mean, I think, you know, inside your house is nature too. I mean, you can bring plants into it. You can mm-hmm. open the space up and, you know, you could hire somebody to do make it more feng shui and maybe get some appropriately placed mirrors to make it feel bigger than it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, make it so that it's you put your workspace near a window. If it's too cold to open it, um, you know, that's okay, uh, optimally, you can get the full spectrum of light from, from sun. You know, so make an effort to get as much sun as you can, especially if you're in a cold place. You're probably like Northern, Northern Hemisphere. So then you really want to get sun. Mm-hmm. Um, be supplementing with, with some form of vitamin D 
would be would be wise if you're in those situations. You know, but yeah, really treat your internal space like bring nature inside. Mm. And that's what NASA NASA the astronauts would do in spaceships. There's like a, there's a whole stuff. We we we're gonna include it in the book. We ended up taking it out. They have like the, the 20 top uh, most oxygenating house plants that you can get like at any you know grocery store or whatever. And so snake plant is one of them. There's like a whole list of them. You know, but you bring those into your home and you're making that air that you're breathing more nutritious. Mm. You know, so you want your you want to be drinking quality water. You want to be eating quality food. You also want to be breathing quality air. You know, so it might be a, a helpful thing every now and again to walk over to your door, even if it's kind of cold, and just do a couple like you know. It's like someone, uh, there's like a, there's like smoke in the house. You want to kind of go and kind of swing the door to, to re- recycle mm-hmm. the air. Mm-hmm. It's a helpful thing to kind of bring some of that nature into your house. You know, yeah. so keep th- keeping things recycled is, is really valuable. Yeah, that would be a start. But the big thing, like if you're a person that's on the computer a lot, uh, just put your computer near a window and make be conscious about making taking breaks to look out that window with regularity especially if you're doing something that's that's stressful which if you're focusing in on your computer or your cell phone it's inherently somewhat stressful not stressful in a, a negative way something's only stressful in a negative way if it's if it's more stressed than what you can buffer you know then it starts to get into like the trauma trauma territory you know but if you as you're working a way that you can just calm yourself down is use those eyes. And then like we mentioned as well as before, um, playing with the breath. And then a next one would be while you're in your home, you're not maybe at like a playground, you know, rolling around with kids or whatever. Um, but maybe you could get some floor cushions and a comfy rug and maybe get your computer set up on like a coffee table or a side of a couch or side of a chair. Uh, and you could be mobilizing your hips by just spending time on the ground like your ancestors have since forever and still a good percentage, the majority of the world is still occupying themselves in those positions of um, you know, just getting down on your knees or sitting on your bum. And cultures that end up being in those positions, like Northern Africa, Southeast Asia, Eastern Mediterranean, or places that have been more studied with it, um, they have minimal to no incidence of osteoarthritis of the hips, very low in the knees. I think we talked about this before, so I won't go into it too much. Uh, but you know, fall risk for elderly is like a non-issue. Pelvic floor dysfunction is diminished. Like the the adult diaper industry is exceeding that of the child diaper industry. Wow! And it's like that's you know, it, it was supposed to happen by 2020. I haven't checked it. This is something that I recited last year, um, so I got to look it up again. So so people can check it out. Check out, look up adult ti- adult wow. diaper industry exceeding child diaper diaper industry. To see what you get. So uh, is it because we're getting less mobile or smarter? I think it's <laughs> yeah, right. As much as it's just so convenient I to poo my pants, right now, and, and then I get more, <laughs> and then you get attention as well. It's the best. <laughs> Nothing will get you more attention yeah. than if you poop your pants. I just cry until Public. someone comes to change it. It's fine. Uh, it works like a charm. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so what is blo- like blowing your mind right now? Is there something that you're learning or something that's kind of just like maybe miraculously happening in your life or something that's maybe not awesome, but it's literally just expanding your brain or blowing your mind? I think how selfish I've been throughout my life and just selfish in the sense of like focused on myself. Um, and uh, what I'm the most, I heard another, cause I get all of my information from rappers and comedians. I heard a rapper <laughs> talking about, <laughs> talking about, <It's> the best. <laughs> this, is, this is not how much money you make. 
Is that how much money you make? Is how much money you give away? Mm. And so like thinking of like, yeah, like that's really what's the most interesting for me. Mm. Not giving away money per se, but just giving away like energy. So how can I create a system, you know, or an engine that it's, you know, myself or my business or my community or what have you, that we can gather enough energy to be able to refocus it into mm. matters that actually have meaning in the world. Um, and that could be, you know, it could just be like being a, a bright person when you walk into a grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, and someone at checkout might be having a bad day. Like I recently had a friend, not a, a super close friend, but someone that I, I had met and spent like a, a week, like five days or so with, and we were thing in Mexico. Um, and he ended up uh, ending his life. Mm. and. It was an interesting thing because he was like one of the happiest humans. He was like somebody who was like, I was like, I'll probably know this guy for a long time. Like of all the people that I met, I was like, this guy is, he's yeah. like, he's a good one. Super happy and just like, you know, easygoing, funny, super generous, kind, compassionate, like all the things. Mm. And apparently things weren't going so, so as well as it seemed, you know? And so I think it's a very, it's a very interesting thing to, to look at the world from that lens of just, you don't know what people are going through. Mm. And sometimes the people that seem to hold themselves together the best are actually busting at the seams. Mm. And it's it's the very fact that they are holding themselves together so well that's the problem. Mm. You know, so it's like a shield volcano, I think, is the kind that oozes versus the other kind. You know, like you want to be a, a, a supple oozing volcano and be authentic and genuine with you know what you're experiencing in the moment. And be able to let that stuff ooze out and not be shameful of it. Maybe, maybe pick your places, but um, at some point at the end of the day, you need to have a good ooze of some sort. Um, you can take that any way you want. You know, and, and so uh, that's something that is, is blowing my mind, I, I would say for sure. It's just like not assuming I know what's going on with anybody and also being willing to, um, I think just showing up with, with people with complete compassion, no matter the circumstance. You know, and I think that sometimes when we, I'll, I'll wrap this up, when we, it's another kind of like stony thought that I had last night that I'd, I'd be curious your input on actually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's possible for us to not uh, love each other or appreciate each other, or even like each other, if our egos are not in the way. Like behind all of my identity structure of who I think I am and who I think you should be and all that stuff. I think behind all that, we're pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder if sometimes when we kind of bump into something that I'm like, oh, like that really irks me. I I, I kind of question if perhaps that's an indication that there's like, there's work to be done there and there's something to learn from it as opposed to just continue to kind of like shuffle it off. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's just a thought that I, I had like literally last night. I was like, I was like, I wonder if someone doesn't like me and I don't like them, is that just our egos disagreeing? Mm. And there's actually like a whole bunch of compassion and love underneath that. I love this topic. I'm like, yes, let's proceed. Yeah, Uh, What do you think about this? (laughs) I I think about this all the time, (laughs) all of the time, because I hear so many of my friends like, oh, what work is there to be done in this relationship for you? And I'm like, well, right now... uh, the work is which middle finger do I want to put up first? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. my question. But yeah. you know, I think here's what here is what has felt right for me because sometimes we can get. Sometimes I found that I could actually 
get stuck in it. Like, oh my God, what is here? What am I missing? Why did I attract this in my life? How did I, you know, that that has been a big one in my past. Like, how did I attract this particular person who maybe just really rubs me the wrong way or whatever that looks like? Or why don't I like this person? And so I do think that there is a lot of work there. And at the same time, I think that you can do the work, but also understand, and, and I'll also summarize, you can you can do the work, which I always think is, how can you like love them or what they're doing or um, like let it be okay, whatever they're doing and whatever lessons that they're on the earth to teach other people and that they're learning. And how can you like allow that, let it be okay. And also just like step away, not let it bother you. So- yeah. I and I'm always going back and forth because there are there are some people legitimately and don't get me wrong I'm sure I do this for other people you know I can't imagine it but I'm I'm just kidding <laughs> that really truly like you can have a real problem with them like oh my gosh they are legitimately feeling like they are doing something wrong in the world like how do people not see this should I talk about this like what and then those moments of you know, is, is that even my place? Why is this something I'm seeing and no one else is, is this me? Like, is this something with me? What's going on internally? So it's a rabbit hole that I actually go down frequently and I enjoy it, but also it's like, I don't know, it's it's an eternal question. And I always, here's what I end up with. I I really don't think I'm helping you whatsoever with this, but here's where, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Here's where I always end is, (laughs) okay. So how can I, literally just see them as like God's child or whatever you believe. Like, how can I just love them for whatever they're bringing? And thank you for this contrast. And wow, I actually didn't know that I still was able to go to those places. And clearly that's very alive for me. Um, I just appreciate the entire lesson that they bring in the energy and the awareness and perspective. And that's ultimately where I end up. And I also think it's important to feel all those feelings. Yeah, my feeling is that if someone's expressing some symptom or you know emotion or action or what have you, which I think are all just symptoms of of culture and their lifestyle and you know history and all that, but if they're expressing out some 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 symptom that translates into an action that is hurting people or destructing Earth or you know whatever, because it's all interconnected, um, I see that as being some form of. Uh, either sh- repressed shame or anger or guilt or fear or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it so, if you look at someone from that perspective, like imagine every person you look at is like you know three or four years old, yes. and you're this wise old thirty-five year old or what have you, and you're like, okay, you look at the three or four year old, and you essentially can see their whole history because it's mm-hmm. like under a thousand days that they've been on this rock. So you can be like, oh. Like that's literally like you're acting out this thing that I saw the seed planted for that like a mm. hundred and forty days ago with your mom. Like mm. I, I I see this whole evolution of it, you know. And then you're like, well, most adults are running on operating systems they they gathered before they're like five years old, anywho, you know. And so when you're when you're meeting with people and they're acting out whatever fearful greedy or angry or you know whatever the way is um, I think it's an interesting practice to one look at that action as I don't think people act something out that there's not a reciprocal um, pain that's happening like even maybe at least as much but I think perhaps even more you know so if you're hurting other people I think that's coming from a core wound of sorts that 
you know, the individual herder is carrying. Mm -hmm. So I always try to look at that with compassion of like, oh man, like what is your wound? Um, And then also having the reframe of looking at myself and others as a bunch of uh, babies wearing adult costumes, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you, if you have that perspective and you're like, oh, wow, like you can either dress them up like a baby or whatever. Um, <laughs> and you see them, you're like, oh my God, like I see why you're such an arrogant cunt. Like I totally <laughs> see, I see it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're just afraid of not being accepted. You know, and so you're you were concerned about your own sensation of inadequacy, which translates into you making other feel, people feel less than, you know, and rising yourself up on this pedestal because you don't want people to actually see how scared you are. You know, when you start to see people through that lens, the most arrogant bastard you can find, you're like, oh my god, like you just want to give him a hug, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to thinking like, how can I destroy this man or woman? And just. <laughs> Okay, so how do I move from that place faster? So, <laughs> no, but really, like there are there were times in my life where that would, in the past, um, I can think in my late twenties when I was really just starting to just go and either you know face my fears or start to do things that I wanted to do or be out in the world or start to make some other uh, connections. Yeah. I, it was you know I'm bumping up against all of these new personalities and I did feel like a child because I didn't have all of those ex- you know I was homeschooled through high school I didn't have the college experience like I didn't have all of these mass experiences of these different personalities outside of my religion who we were all trained to be the same and mm-hmm. say the same and feel the same and don't let other certain things out into the world. So, you know, unleash me and I'm out and getting all of these experiences and collecting them really quickly. And it was kind of like, I would get stuck there. Like I'd get stuck in a place of, oh my, why don't they like me? Why are they doing this? So that victim mode, right? So how do you move through it quicker for people who are maybe in a new type of business world or maybe they're new entrepreneurs and they're like, holy crap, like this is a lot of different personality types and not even personality types, but personalities in a different you know, sector of their life that they've never experienced. So people act so much differently. So how would you recommend like letting go quicker? Same thing, like seeing them as a child or? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I think perhaps a, a different avenue that a person could go down. So I've, I've my history before the book stuff was um, various forms of manual therapy, essentially mm-hmm. like physical therapy and hands-on therapy hybrid. Um, and oftentimes the root, uh, the part in the body that's just so rigid and stiff and like wah, seized up, uh, you know, where say it's like your right shoulder. I was working with somebody recently, but this is the case. It's like their right shoulder, their traps, their hand, everything's like, like clenched up on the shoulder. And so your initial reaction is like, okay, cool. I'm going to do some gua sha or some grass to or put an elbow in there, or throw some needles in there, or do some you know, PMF, whatever you got to do. It's like right on that spot, I'm going to get that shoulder. Um, but what you'll find with more experience is oftentimes it's, you know, there's another place to work with that will kind of soften that space up. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe working with the, and I'll get to actual like literal, literal interpretation of this other than just like the metaphoric body work session, but, you know, working with the the guts or working with the scalp or working with the feet or, you know, there's always different other avenues that all of a sudden you come back to that place of binding and you're like, oh, wow, it's like, it's like kind of supple. It's like open to being worked with now. So if your main stumbling block has been whatever, the whatever it is, you know, if it's, if it's feeling like a victim or whatever, um, perhaps working some other way upstream, downstream, uh, you know, say for example, like 
having small accomplishments in your life, you know, that you can kind of start to build momentum up and feel like less of a loser or less of a victim. You know, so like reducing the number of uh, to do's for the day would be an interesting example. You know, so instead of having these like seven things that I need to get done, and then almost every day I only get, you know, maybe two of them done. And then I'm this big fat loser that only got, you know, like two sevenths of my to-do list done. What if I just make one thing, like one thing that I really need to get done? Like what's the thing that's like, that's going to make the difference for everything. And I just do the shit out of that. Like guarantee I give myself an hour in the morning. Like I, I do that thing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I have this little victory because it's not, I, I, oh my God, I have seven more things and I'm in that pattern of be, always feeling behind and always feeling stressed. You know, I start to shift things and I start to create those little victories um, that can spill into the way that you carry yourself in the next conversation. You know, it's like, oh, wow, like you got your stuff done today. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm done, man. I did it. I nailed it. Um, you know, or you could start to maybe start doing like weight training, you know, start to, this, another perspective would look at it from more of a structural perspective. If I feel like a pushover, I feel hypermobile. I feel like somebody can just kind of swap me out, just fall down on the ground. It's like maybe start practicing, picking manageably heavy things up off of the ground and it'll start to restructure your physical body, which changes the way that you perceive yourself and also the way that the world perceives you. So literally the way that you walk ambulate through the world that like you're strut you're like wow like i have strength in my body like i am strength that will then affect the way that you go into your next conversation so there's a lot of different avenues that you could go through man so okay you have a million different things in this book which is so freaking awesome and i I guess (laughs) i'm saying i guess what i'm i'm really kind of marveling at is you've made it pretty darn tangible Um, and it's very layered, you guys. And I think that it's a beautiful way to start learning what this whole, I mean, you've pretty much taken, not to sound totally crazy, but I think you know what you're doing. You've taken kind of like, like, uh, an aligned, happy human existence or a healthy human existence. And you've kind of broken it down all physically, mentally, your space, all of the things in a book, which is really, really cool. Um, so if you were to say what that would be like the aligned method in like a few steps, like what are you trying to summarize? Like, what is your movement on the planet? Cause I know that this is like such a gift for you to do this for people. Um, so what would that be? I think just empowering people to have a sensation of moving through the world, feeling abundant with opportunities Hmm. to, um, for, for wellness, for health, for connection, uh, for feeling like the publishers, they, after going through the book, they've like defined the book as a way to cultivate joy in your body, which mm. was an interesting thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's like pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of like working out as this thing we need to like martyr ourselves and be sweating and like going to the gym and we got to be like, you know, isolated in our headphones and doing ab thrust things or whatever. So we have like a firm six pack so that people will love us. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just, all I want to do right now is post a selfie of abs and be like, do you love me? That's what we're doing. I know. I know. I do it all the time. I'm like, I get so many more little hearts in my Instagram posts when I post abs. That's all I want our post Ridiculous. to be from now on though. Just do you love me? It's ridiculous. Yeah, 30 exactly. days straight. Yeah, that's it. You know, but so I think the big thing that, that um, stands out with the Align Method book is it's an opportunity for people to um, essentially like 
reassess their perspective of fitness mm. and uh, the gym. Ideally, like your gym time is like this bonus extra credit mm. meditative community moment, or maybe just meditative isolated moment too, whatever you're into. Uh, but it shouldn't be the thing that you depend on, mm. you know. And if you look at the healthiest cultures around the world. They're not gym cultures, yeah. you know. They're they're garden cultures, and they're you know they're eating, drinking wine, and eating white bread, and like mm-hmm. having community together cultures, and they're you know they're taking walks cultures, and they're like that's they're doing essentially the things that we outlined in in the book. You know, we mm-hmm. go into like greater detail, um, you know. But the healthiest people in the world are not in the fitness industry. Yeah, you know, the fitness industry is is a is a racket in large part. You know, and we are selling each other various different things based off of like having affiliate codes and whatnot. Um, but you have everything that you have ever needed and ever will need to be a healthy human being right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's is there does is not that complicated. And and with the book, my intention was to essentially make like the quintessential user's manual for to outline exactly what are all of those variables. That you know, when we put them together, we have this this rich human experience. Um, how do we put those those together for people in a really manageable, tangible way? So mm-hmm. That's what we did. Uh, that's that's so. I, I just you're taking me back to like my early fitness, uh, especially competition days, where it was the most praise I've ever gotten about my body, and then the most unhealthy that I had ever felt in my entire life. Um, so breaking yeah. breaking that identity just around different things that we get praise for that are so outside of what is healthy. So do you have something that you're kind of in your life that you're like, okay, how do I detach from this thing that I know is not great, but mm-hmm. um, you know, is kind of interrupting maybe the flow of your just happiness or life in general? Yeah, I'm addicted to social media. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to my my own like um avatar or mm-hmm. creation, you know, because like yeah. When you're creating your own brand, which so many people now, because of social media, it's like I am my brand. Yeah. Um, you know, like my face is on the front of the book. You know, and it's it's like my, my social media and online programs and like all the things. There's not a lot of separation when your work literally is yourself yeah. in a sense. And so I think I've kind of grooved myself into becoming kind of like addicted to notifications and you know validation through all of that stuff because at any time I, I know that it's the same with you and you know lots of people listen like you could take your phone out and get this dose of validation like right now and so that ends up becoming more and more um, like delicious the less and less of like the real tangible love and connection and all that stuff that you have in your life. Like Alan Watts describes it as you're eating the menu instead of the meal. Oh man. So we Mm. we have all of these menus that we're just like, we're like filled up on menus, but like (laughs) integrating more real whole food in my life in the form of essentially everything that we described is a thing. And, and, but that's, that's the thing is I think like becoming more honest with one, my addiction to technology um two my fear of you didn't ask for two but but uh my fear of of intimacy mm. that's been a thing that i think within that it, it would make sense that i i a symptom that would manifest with me of becoming addicted to this kind of vision that i've created um it would make sense that i would also have a fear of intimacy at the same time mm. No, because again, it's like it's projecting energy out into something else as opposed to like the actual me, me. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So that's something I'm really excited about presently as well as like really addressing that head on and first being honest, like mm-hmm. to say I have a fear of intimacy or, or I've had a fear of intimacy and you know, I'm in process with it. That's not a very uh, like masculine thing to say. <laughs> you know, it's not very like proud, like, yeah, yeah. fear of intimacy, like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, you know, because you want to just have it together. You know, like mm. men don't ask about things like sex and stuff like that because it's like if you do, it means you don't know everything. Mm. Um, I think relationships and you know even money or you know it's all these different parts. It's like if we ask about them and we acknowledge that we don't know what the hell we're doing, you know, that's like a, a really vulnerable place to be in. But mm. at that at the same time, I think that's the first step to actually like getting help, even just from yourself, like yeah. like like psychically, spiritually. There's like. Oh, okay. We can begin work. <laughs> you know, like you acknowledge the thing. Like let's 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 begin, as opposed to just continuing to kind of sidestep around it and get more money or more power or more mm-hmm. social validation or more muscles or more, you know, distractions through a new dietary dogma that you picked up or a, you know whatever. Yeah, especially if you're good yeah. at that stuff. Like if you know that you can. Well, it gets much worse stuff. then. Yeah. yeah. Then it's much. Then it's much worse because it's such you're an almost, easy crutch, you know. You're almost better off as uh, like smoking crack or something because. <laughs> well, that could be my my phase too. But <laughs> that'll be a good. That'll be a good. Good little that'll like be a good little podcast sound. That'd be, go good there, okay? so, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good sound bite. Aaron Alexander is better to smoke crack. <laughs> yeah, um, no, you just you you literally just open that up for me. Like I. Honestly, I love talking about um, relationships, but I talk about it, you know, like female friendships and like isolation and loneliness and all that stuff because I, one million percent, it was a problem of mine and still is. Like, literally, I am afraid of intimacy in female friendships, like, mm-hmm. like letting them in. And it's truly, um, it's easy for me to isolate and go do things that I'm good at because I'm afraid that they will need me too much. I'm afraid of the work that could potentially go into it. And I, to me, and this is a total like leaning on, you know, just stupid false beliefs, but like, I believe I'm fiercely independent. I'm a Sagittarius, like don't hold me down. And those are all things that also make me miserable. So, um, they're not, they're not stupid beliefs though. They they ought not be belittled because they're beliefs that have gotten you through. So as as long as we belittle them, I think we give them more power, Uh, you know? So I mm -hmm. think, I think it's, it's helpful to acknowledge them for what they are Mm -hmm. and, you know, recognize that at some point you needed that. And the alternative was like, you know, something terrible, something more terrible than, than, than cultivating that pattern. You know? And so I, I think it's a good place to come to of like, man, this belief system, like, thank you. Wow, like you've yeah. gotten me through and you've been my life raft and you got me across this river and it was great. Now I'm still walking through the woods and I'm holding not just one life raft, but like 13 different life rafts. Mm. And instead of making fun of them, I think perhaps it can be a more helpful approach to be like, you know what? Like you've, you saved my life. Mm. That is you know, way better. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then like when you give it, give it that acknowledgement, just like so many things, kids, relationships, whatever, they're like, they're seeking acknowledgement. Mm. And then they end up just becoming like an annoying pain in the ass. Mm. Uh, but if you can finally give them that energy that they were looking for and, and just full, full acceptance, then it's like, okay, cool. Like we're good. We can well, move on. We will take that check that you owe me for the yoga session and I will do yeah, exactly. <laughs> My hips tra- great. transfer money back to me for that therapy session. Okay. So I was Good. like, huh, 
that's really, really helpful. <laughs> Great. <I'm glad>. <laughs> <laughs> kind of life-changing, if I'm going to be um, completely honest. Um, no, really, because it's something I'm always like, okay. Like, I, it, I find myself kind of in the same fight, which sometimes when you do a lot of personal development, it's almost like you can fight even more because you're like, I should, yeah. you can know this. You know what I mean? You should know this. This is how, whatever, you know, we can go yeah. down the rabbit hole. Um, it's, but like anyway. the, it's like, the, what's like the, just to finish off with like an unnecessary analogy, it's like a Chinese finger trap kind of thing. You know, <laughs> so if you, so if you can, if you're pulling away and doing all the belittling and all this, all the stuff like we're talking about, mm. um, sometimes it, it will clamp down more, but I think there is something to just allowing yourself to kind of go all the way into it and kind of yeah. see what comes of that. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Now I just want a Chinese finger trap. They're great. I haven't had one for many years. You know, when you podcast, you like should get little toys and stuff to play with. I find it like opens up even more in my brain. I don't know. Mm. It works. Oh, me. I've been flipping around an amethyst crystal this whole time. Yeah, I've totally been playing with the cord and I flip around. We have a triangle little crystal up here as well. It's what we yeah, do. That's I, I asked Chris, I'm like, do you always play with that crystal? He's like, all the time. I'm like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, okay. I want people to know where they can get this book, you guys. It's a beautiful book. I think that it's one of those reads that you can actually continue to pick up whenever you want. It's not something you even have to read all the way through. There's chapters mm-hmm. that are speaking to me right now um, that I'm going to flip straight to, no offense. Um, <laughs> so fair. I do, that's actually my favorite type of book is when you can read all the way through and then when you can just- That was how it was written. That was the whole intention that during the editing process we intentionally would go through um by we i mean me and i would go through each page like pick up random pages mm-hmm. and if i couldn't get immediate value as though i was like on a toilet or something right from that page that i was like f yeah like this is gonna help my day um then we needed to re-script it in, in such a way that that was the case so you literally like you can take the challenge like open up any page throughout the whole book uh and you ought to be able to get it first of all uh, without any other context of the other ones, and also find value in it within like a paragraph. It's you know, it's so, so true. So can so we that get that title on the front of your book? Like, is that acceptable? Like number one, like in the toilet challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, the toilet challenge. There's a whole. We talk about how to line your toilet. Actually, we can talk about that next one, or you know, whatever. You okay, just get amazing. the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Where can so, we? Where can we find you? Where can we get the book? Where can we follow you? So the book is called The Align Method and it's, you know, whatever, Amazon is probably where most people get it, but, um, you know, anywhere books exist. And then um, we can create, we'll create a, a link for you mm. uh, for the online program and band and all that stuff. So we could do alignpodcast.com slash Laurie or what do you think the best yeah, link slash would be? Yeah, slash Laurie is good. Slash Laurie, mm-hmm, cool, sweet. Easy. Um, yeah, so people can go to alignpodcast.com slash Laurie and then they'll get a seven-day free trial of the Align Method online program, which is like the addendum of the book. And um, yeah, so that's that's an option as well. But yeah, the Align Method book is anywhere and then there's the Align Podcast and all that stuff. That is amazing, you guys. Definitely go and check it out. We have it in the show notes. Um, it's always such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Like truly, I just love talking to a friend. So um, thank you so much. And I'm so excited for your book because I feel like I kind of got to be along the journey for you writing it and knowing how much totally. this means to you and seeing it out in the world is so cool. You should be so freaking proud of it. It's going to change so many lives. I appreciate and that. You guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, don't keep it to yourself. Definitely text a friend right now. It's crazy how so many people end up texting a podcast to a friend and it's exactly what they needed. So don't question it. Text it right now. Share it on your social media. Tag both Aaron and I and let us know what you took away from this podcast because I really think there's no better gift than for us to actually know what you liked. 
So until next time, everyone, earn your happy. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? 
then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.